going to say this as straight as I possibly can. I am begging you, if you're a parent and you've got kids there, that this subject is just too upsetting for your young children. Please get them out of the room or change the station. We urge you to exercise parental discretion. Hey, Uncle, how much you give me for this radio, huh? Now, this hot little old radio, man, is worth plenty of rubles, man. It's got, it's got lots of juice. You got uh, shortwave, police call, boats. Late at night, man, you get, you get out of space. Come on, come on, Uncle, just make me an offer. Now, this is a $100 radio, man. It's got a clear tone. Boy, that's, that's clear as a mother's old bell. Let's see. Come on, baby. Show the man your power, baby. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! Oh, man. You radio, you mother. Hey, Jim, what about TV? You like TV? What? A uh, new thing, Jim. A television. Oh, pictures. Yeah! No, no pictures. Why not? Everything these days is pictures. Pictures and a lot of noise. Nobody even knows how to talk. Ah, uh, <laughs> just grunt at each other. Babies that were sacrificed for Satan. I will probably have nightmares tonight about it. From the nightmares, to the running around the room when they disclose, to the latching on, to the crying and saying, Mommy, 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 don't go out, because if you go out, they're going to kill you. Threats, intimidation, fear. Now, if you're going to stay cool, you got to wail. you got to put something down. you got to make some jive. Don't you know what I'm talking about? Well, that's all I'm saying. You're a bad man. Rejection of parental values. Unusual interest in books on Satanism, black magic, or witchcraft. Obsession with rock music groups using satanic symbols or references. Rejection of friends. Preference for being alone. Meditation, chanting, use of new vocabulary. Is it the force of evil? Does it disrupt? Is it a force for everything negative? There's two kind of laws, honey. One for the rich and one for the poor. He sees all and knows all. He's wise, he's kind, he is fair. He loves truth and goodness. Listen, you screwheads. Here's a man who would not take it anymore. A man who stood up against the scum, the dogs, the filth. Here is someone who stood up. Hey, buddy. This is the state of New Jersey, and I don't care who you are. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. But God saying no. I'd say you for what you really are. Hi and hello to all of you, the fine, fine listeners of WFMU. If you only knew how much I love you all, if there was any way for me to express the way I feel about you people, how's this? 
This is Chris T on Aerial View, and it's um, a week, almost a week after Valentine's Day. I missed my Valentine's Day show. I was snowbound last Friday. I want to thank uh, Jim C. for helping out, being down here at the studio. And I want to uh, read to you the, uh, the Valentine's Day story I would have read if I was here last week. Unfortunately, I didn't have it with me. Hey, we have a call already, and I haven't even given out the phone number. I love when that happens, but uh, let's just see what this person wants to add to the beginning of our program. <laughs> yeah, a dial tone. Okay, well, you know, sometimes uh, there's actually a call over there, and most often than not, it's a dial tone. The number at this program is 201-678-7743. And once again, I was besieged by the question, what's your show about this week, Chris? What's your show about this week? Chris, what's your show about this week? Hey, Chris, what's your show about this week? Hey, hey Chris. Chris. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, I want to know your opinion on something. Okay. Um, okay, let's see. I took this art course, right? And I didn't show up for any of the classes. And they're still, like, charging me to, like, for the class that I took. And I was wondering if I'm in the wrong to say that I don't want to pay it. Uh, yes, you are. Oh, okay. Bye. Chris, Chris what's your, your show, show about this week? week? Chris, Chris, what's, what's your, your show, show about? about? What, what is, is your, your show, show about this week? week? Chris? 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 Ladies, Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen in, in the, the studio, studio with us, Jim C. Jim, would you step up to the microphone for a minute? Because I, I usually invite in-studio guests up to the microphone. Um, now, what what is a proper response? I, I'm I'm looking for some advice, Jim. When someone says, "Chris, what's your show about this week?" and I don't even know myself, make something up. Make something up. What would you say? Yeah. Asparagus? Uh, how about if I just said, "I'm doing a series of shows about vegetables this week." Asparagus. Oh, that's been done already. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the stock response, and I know people oh. are sick of hearing it, are. The stock response for me is about an hour when people ask what my show's about. Yeah, you told me that. I, and I just want to say I will never again, during the week, ask you what your show is about. Yeah, it's become my least favorite question. Yeah. Well, everyone's got one. Um, hey, that's a great topic for a show. What's your least favorite question? Jim? Hey, see that? You're a genius. Thank you. I should be doing this for a living, should You're like I? glowing. You're, you're just... The creativity. <laughs> it's, it's like a it, halo around your it's head. It's glowing. It's flowing. Yes. Either that or um, uh, something's kicking in. Yes. Never mind that. So, Jim, I, I'll put it to you first since you're in, in the studio. What's your least favorite question of all time? Uh, I guess what kind of show do you do is sort of a question I hate also. I Same bet thing. if we were to ask any WFMU uh, person who's on the air, air staff, what their least favorite question is, that would be it. What kind of show do you do? Right. What's your favorite kind of music? Who's your next of kin? What does your band sound like? What does your band sound like? Yeah, I've that's, heard that That's one. a bad, very bad question. But you had a band, at least. You, had, you, you could give them an answer. Um, we have a call here. Uh, welcome to the air. What's your least favorite question? Chris, what's your show about? Chris, what's your show about? Chris, what's your show about? What is it about, anyway? Today's show is about love and loss. <laughs> Nothing less than those In two one topics. show? Yes. Love and loss. Now, most other radio hosts wouldn't attempt to do 
two both topics, topics like that in one, in one show. show. Yes, but this is the show that dares. Um, anyway, I got to know Jim last, uh, actually Monday, Valentine's Day. We, we went out on a, yes. a Valentine's Day date. We got to know each other. That was quite interesting. Jim's my kind of guy. <laughs> and uh, I think I slammed his, 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 uh, his thumb in the car door. My and his thumb's car door. healing nicely. Is it, is it okay? It's still a little numb. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Um, try saying that three times fast. My thumb is still numb. My thumb is still numb. Um, I have this story here. See this short story that I wanted to read last week, but I didn't have it with me. Right. And I didn't want to read it over the phone. It's my Valentine's Day story, my, my present to, to my listeners, my gift to them Sure. for Valentine's Day. Should and then we, we have tissues handy if you're going to read that. Tissue? I don't even know you. That's even a worse joke than the other one. Um, did you see David Letterman last night try to put over a joke about Ford's? Three times. I missed it. And, and it bombed utterly. Um, anyway, the, the, uh, the story's going to be read, and then what I would like to do is get a post-Valentine wrap-up. Right. Because I've never done a, you know, a show finding out what happened on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I've always done one prior to. I've never done a show on my knees before, so it'll be new for me. You've also. lived your life on your knees, Jim. Don't lie to us. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll be asking. Say that. I'm sorry, Jim. We'll be asking for your calls to discover how your Valentine's Day went and whether or not it was, it was anything special or if anything special happened or just what your feelings of it are. And then we'll also ask you the other question. What is your least favorite question? That uh, topic suggested by Jim C. That sounds good. Thanks, Jim. You're welcome. You're free to go now if you'd like, or you could stick around if you'd like to, but I have to answer this call. Hello. Welcome to the air. Hello. Welcome to the air. Oh, you could combine the two topics very easily, and you could just say that the, the least favorite question and love's lost would be, do you really love me? Uh, run that past me again. You lost me there. The, the question, the, que- the least favorite question uh, would be, do you really love me? And, then, and that that goes right into love lost. Is that, right that there. So you're saying that's your least favorite question? Um, it's, it's the question most easily that really disrupts I can think of much worse questions than that. You mean to ask or to be asked? To be asked. Yeah, well, to ask it means that you're insecure. True. Well, you wouldn't enjoy that either. Well, it also means then the other person's insecure, doesn't it? All right, how about, well, okay. Thanks for that question. That's it. Uh, on the on the rank of least favorite questions, that doesn't cut it for me. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah. Yes. Uh, why don't you play Bob's Media College? There's an unpopular question. That's a bad question, very bad question. The phone number here is 201-678-7743. Least favorite questions. How about uh, have you been drinking this evening? That's one of my least favorite questions. Um, hello, welcome to the air. Hi. Hi. Am I in the air? Yes, you are. That guy, why did he assume that his least favorite question was everybody's least favorite question? Oh, I, I, I think that... Uh, you're talking about the last caller? The, do you really love me? That oh. was kind of... My least favorite question is, and what do you do? And what do you do? And when people ask you that about what you do for a living. Uh-huh. Because you always feel like you have to sum up everything about yourself in one statement about your job which shouldn't really be the most important thing about I think the best answer for me anyway is to get a glint in my eye and say I roam from state to state looking for those whom I can kill that's good I think that's always always a good answer to that question I like that and I could put it over 
That's you could pull it off. I could. Yes. Well, that's a personal question, but I, no, I could put that one over, is what I'm tr- saying. Yeah, it sounds uh, believable. Thank you. Now, okay. uh, do you want to uh, tell us about your Valentine's Day experience as well? Do you want to get a double shot? Oh, in? Valentine's Day. I don't remember that was. Like wait a minute. A I could ago. use the sound effect on this. Double, double shot. shot. This is the double shot show. I guess you're not going to relate one to I, us. I can't remember Valentine's Day, what I did. Okay. I think um, I just hung out at home with my boyfriend. <sighs> okay, yeah. thanks for calling. Sorry, bye. bye. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, are you a homeopathic retrieval? Uh, one of these days I'm going to find that man. I'm going to kick the living piss out of him. The number here is 201-678-7743. That man, he just better pray. Like he's never prayed before that he that I never ever run into him because it will not be good for him. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, are you discarnate? Okay, the phone number here is two zero one six seven eight seven seven four three. Listen to some music. We'll be right back. Okay, hello, welcome to the air. Now, I know there's somebody there. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, Chris, Bob's Mediacology. You want to talk? Yes, I do. Actually, I would, talk. I would like to have you on my show, but I don't think that you would ever come down here. Oh, yeah, I'd I do that. I would like to have you down on the show and talk to you about this uh, topic that you feel so compelled. Well, I'm Bob to- Dobbs. Can you believe that? Talking to you every Friday except for a month off in January to sell my Now, house. are you the guy that I heard Ivan Stang is pressing a lawsuit against? Did, did you do something that appropriated some Church of the Subgenius material, and he's, he's been trying to locate you so so he could either press a suit against you or something? There was something to that effect. It had to do with a guy from Canada who's now living in the New York area. And I was wondering if that was you, if you're the fellow that Ivan Stang would like to get his hands on to sue. Well, is that you, sir? I mean, would you like to answer that question? Oh, yeah, that's me. That is you? Yep. Okay. And you're not willing to, to reveal who you are or where you are because you know that it would involve some, some financial difficulty for you and or a lawsuit. Well, it doesn't involve me. I had nothing to do with the album. The album, like his book, is an interpretation of me by Nelson Thal and Dave Neufeld. Uh, he thought I had something to do with it, but it's just uh, they distorted some it's of my... It's true, though, that you are a Canadian and you are this person who has been appropriating material and doesn't really have an original thought. No, I pretend I'm a Canadian. I was born in Paris in 1922. I, I, I think, sir, that my whole audience can tell just from your accent that you're a Canadian. No, and from the fact that you, and from the fact, and from the fact, sir, I'm sorry. Back at Christmas. From the fact that you have nothing better to do on Friday afternoon than to call me up and say and those Wednesday three words. And Wednesday afternoon, I also call Wednesdays. Well, it it's it just shows the limit of your, the total limit of your scope as a Canadian. You really can think of nothing more to do than to call up someone's ta- phone-in talk show. Well, as a tetrad manager, I refuse to live. As a what? As a tetrad manager, I refuse to live. I'm the opposite of Zappa who said the present-day composer refused to die. Well, 
as a present-day yes-tomorrow Tetrad manager, I refuse to live. Have you ever really listened to yourself? Have you ever really listened to the crap that you babble? Well, it's not and, me. And, I'm and talking you think, technically. No, I the, talk technically. Well, the first. thing is that you think you're really, you think you're really being witty, and it's just the opposite. There are people out there who are listening to you going, what a dick this guy is. Well, He's I'm just not trying total... to be witty. I'm doing Tetrad management. It requires a four-part process. You know, you can read it in McLuhan's book, Laws of Media. That's what I do is I run the Secret Council of Ten. You know that. It's not a process, process of humor. Humor is a situation of laughing and learning. Well, sir, my show would like to bring some of that to the people who listen to it, and you're just dragging it down. You bring, you bring nothing to this program whatsoever. Well, it's like so a Cecil Taylor song, you know? I have, to, I have, to, I have to go now. Thank you. I'm sorry I entertained that as long as I did. Okay, uh, we are going to read this short story, and then we're going to move on. And I will continue to hang up on that gentleman every time I hear him. Don't worry about it. caller here. Hello, welcome to the air. How you doing? Okay. I'm at the top of the Space Needle. Really? Yes. Who is this? Do I know you? I'm Phil. Phil? I called you from Kansas a couple of years ago. Really? And you're at the top of the Space Needle. You know that Space Needle thing? It looks like it's from the Jetsons? Yes, I do. I'm in I it. You're, you're in the Space Needle in top Seattle. So yep. what's Seattle like from the top of the Space Needle? It's just starting to rain. Has it rained all day, and of course it's going to rain because it's got to rain. It rains every day. Uh, that's there's, a, there's a bar up here, and I'm a little buzzed. There's a bar at the top of the Space Needle. Yep. Wow. And what kind of beer do they serve there? Well, I don't know. I ordered a Zima. It's a clear malt beverage. Gee, that stuff's taking the nation by storm, isn't is it? it? Yeah. 
I didn't know. I, I just had my first one. I asked if I could keep the bottle. I told her I was going to throw it off the Space Needle, but she wouldn't let me. Wow. That's kind of dangerous, having bottles at the top of the Space Needle. <laughs> what is directly underneath the Space Needle besides well, there's a lot of mountains of broken bottles? There's children playing with... Uh, these, broken bottles. These, they're playing with, with... No. They're, they're these uh, demonstrational things. There's like a bike that's like... It's on top of a... It's like way up above water, and you can ride on it. It rides around this ring. It's like a hula hoop, and you can ride on it. You know, it's 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 true that the effects of alcohol are much more pronounced when you're at a higher altitude. So Seattle being way above sea level and you being in the Space Needle, I think what you're seeing is probably some child on a bicycle. And uh, <laughs> it seems to you from where you are, you know, that you're seeing some something really fantastic. Yeah. It's probably how high are you in the air? Well, they told me it was or about how high are you? About 500, 550 feet. Okay. Yeah, I don't feel that high though. I feel ground level. And actually. what time does the Space Needle close? Is it open all all day and all night? Is I don't like, know. I, I would like assume it'll be open at night. Really? It'd be a great view. Yeah. You know, the Seattletons are really proud of that damn thing. Seattleites. Seattleites. Yeah. Yeah, they, they yeah they should be. But you know, it's really goofy because it was built in 1962. That's so right. Look, the year I was born. Oh. Uh, for the uh, for the World's Fair in Seattle. That's right. Yeah, they built it to look futuristic, and now it just looks goofy. So we're yeah. stuck with it. Well, you should see some of the stuff that was in, built in '64 out at Flushing Meadows. Boy, does that look goofy. Flushing Meadows is that like what the globe? Yes. Well, that thing's great though. Yeah, but I'm not. I wasn't referring to the globe. I was thinking oh. of the the New York Pavilion. But anyway, so here we are talking across a continent. Yeah. Is there anything you want to say to, to the New York metropolitan area at this time? Um, Phil, it's all the same. Wherever you go. <laughs> Wherever you go, there you are. Isn't that the beginning of a song? I don't know, but it's Pe true. Okay. Um, all right, well, listen, have a good time in Seattle. Are you just visiting? Are you there for... Yeah, I'm just hanging out. I'm going to drive down the coast of San Francisco. Boys, that's some life you got, Phil. It's great. How can you afford to do this? Clue us I, in. Uh, I don't spend much, and, and now I'm spending it. Really? I do, okay. I do a trip about once a year. That sounds like the kind of life I would like to perfect for myself. Well, you've got a lot of talent. Thank you, Phil. Find find your niche. I'm looking for it now. Thanks Good. for thanks for calling. All right, so long. Bye. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, it's me again. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that's about as a good enough signal as any. Here goes the story. This is a Valentine's Day story called "The Big Screen Man." Eric Blair walked along in silence, a slow smile spreading across his lips. It'd been too long since his last, and he savored the presence of the sensation. The skin pulling tight against his teeth, the slight numbness in his cheeks, the light-headed goofiness after ten minutes of dedicated grinning. He'd been turning his frown upside down since leaving the big screen man. The big screen man would set everything straight and Eric would soon know nothing but smiling, always. The Friday afternoon foot traffic in Times Square swam around Eric, angry and impatient. He was the slowpoke in the fast lane, and they would have honked and flashed their brights if possible. He heard them muttering and cursing him for blocking the sidewalk, their sidewalk, but he could only think of the big screen man, how reassuring his words, how confident of his services and the effect they'd have. It's so simple, said the big screen man. It's so simple yet so effective that I'll practically give you a money-back guarantee. 
Not that he could actually refund Eric's $300. It wasn't in his power to do so. But he could damn near guarantee, and that was good enough for Eric. It'd be worth the $300 just to see her face, even if the unthinkable happened, even if it all came to nothing. He'd have that much. The look on her sweet face. He slowed down still more and was shoved from behind by a small man in a suit and a turban. Steam shot up through a manhole cover and the small man cut around Eric, through the quick cloud and was gone. Eric would have pondered this seeming disappearance, but he was at the prearranged meeting place and time was short. He looked up, steadying himself against the building by crooking his leg and placing his foot flat on the smooth granite. He pressed close to give the 5 p.m. crowd free passage. She'll soon be here. And what will I say, thought Eric. I'll say hi, or something. Maybe hello? He considered saying something corny, like calling out Yoo-Hoo, or acting like the big bopper in the beginning of that song when he says, Hello, baby. But his head hurt at the thought of a public humiliation. She's so beautiful, and I'm so lucky, whispered Eric. She loves me. She said so. He kept staring upward at her office window, then at the huge clock on a church steeple several blocks ahead. It was four minutes after five. Soon his girlfriend would be at his side, and then the big screen man would have an opportunity to prove his mettle. Michelle worked in a huge office building nearby, and it took her five minutes to get down to street level and across the pl to the plaza where Eric stretched and yawned. He had timed everything for today, how long it took her to get to their spot, how long the small talk would last, how long they might kiss, how long a walk to the proper viewing area, how long it might take to convince her to stop and look up, and how long it would take the big screen man to work his magic. It was going well. She was right on time and smiling, too. She wore a stylish blue hat and her cheeks were red from the cold. They made small talk for half a minute, kissed for half a minute, and began the three-minute walk to the place Eric had chosen as the perfect spot. His heart pounded at the thought of delay. They couldn't afford to stop, not even for a moment. The big screen man was precise. 5.15, no earlier and no later. Then you'll have half a minute. Eric looked at his watch. He synchronized it with the big screen man, and it read 5.12 in digital time. Michelle told Eric about her day, a run-in with an uncooperative copy machine, black toner all over her beige dress, how she kicked the machine swiftly while no one was looking. He nodded and laughed at the right moments, glancing at his watch. They walked on, her talking, him nodding until his watch read 5.14.30. He stepped up the pace, and Michelle asked, Why are we walking so fast? I've had a tough day, and I'm tired, and, and you're running. I'm stopping for a pretzel. No, yelled Eric. You can't. I mean, you shouldn't do that. Pretzels are salty, and I'm, I'm late for something, so let's go. But I like pretzels, said Michelle. And what are you late for? It's Friday night, and I thought we were seeing a movie, so what's the rush? Eric felt cornered. Michelle stood rooted to the spot, tapping her foot, awaiting a reply. Eric stammered, felt his forehead grow hot, could think of nothing to say. And finally, he lunged for Michelle's arm, grabbing it with both hands and dragging her half a block until they were in the exact spot he had determined for best visibility. Well, not the exact spot, because a drunk was sleeping there, but a few feet to the left, and good enough. Michelle began to protest Eric's rough treatment, but he shushed her and pointed up. 
to the big screen and the message scrolling into view, 200 feet above Times Square. Michelle, happy Valentine's Day. I love you, Eric. Eric turned to Michelle and there was that look, the one he had paid $300 to see. Astonishment, surprise, happiness. She started to speak, but he shushed her again. There's more, he said. The big screen man updated the scrolling message. Please marry me and make me happy. Say yes. Eric took Michelle's hand in his and squeezed tight, then pressed her knuckles to his lips and kissed them lightly. I want to be with you forever. Be my wife, he said, feeling eloquent for the first time in years. She began to cry. The big screen man moved on to a lured plug for the Geraldo show. I don't know what to say, Eric. I, I... Several tense moments passed before she spoke again. I love you, Eric. Okay, I'll marry you. Eric hugged her and pulled her close, covering her face with kisses. She kissed him once and stepped back to examine her new fiancé. He felt like Jimmy Stewart at the end of It's a Wonderful Life. He felt blessed for the first time. He felt happier than he thought it was ever possible to feel. He was still looking up when a shopping cart full of concrete rolled off a nearby building under construction and plummeted 14 stories, crushing him to death. The End Ah, yes, that story is a, is a Valentine's Day tradition here at Aerial View. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, I knew George in Paris. Okay. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello. Yes. Hi, this is Greg. Hi, Greg. Ex-girlfriend. Cheated on me on the night of Valentine's Day while we were having a dinner date. Now, wait a minute. Let me see if I get this straight now, Greg. Go ahead. Run over this again, Greg. Start from the beginning, Greg. Okay. Greg, your your ex ex girlfriend. Ex girlfriend. Right. Actually, ex ex girlfriend. She's an old girlfriend. We got back together for Valentine's Day. Okay. And during the course of the evening, we were having dinner in a restaurant. She steps away from the table, taking an unusually long time. I'm wondering where she is. It's almost embarrassing. I'm sitting there. The food has come. She's not there. I get up to go see what's going on. No place in the restaurant. I go out to the van. I've got a van. Right? You've got a van. Yeah, she's in the van, and here, here it is. I open the door up. She's in the van with another girl. And this girl was also an ex-girlfriend of yours? No, I have no idea who she was. You don't know who she was. But okay. they are in my van. Right. My ex-ex-girlfriend and some other girl, and they are huh, going to town, so to speak. Really? Can you believe that? Um, I can't believe that you gave her keys to your van or she was able to get into your van. Well, she has the keys. She, wait a minute, why does an ex-ex-girlfriend have keys to your van? No, well, she had my keys because we were at the dinner table and she but had a why? book and she just carried my keys because I have about 40,000 keys. Well, there's your first mistake. And where did she get the girl from? Did the girl just happen to be passing by? Well, I, see, I have no idea. I don't know the whole details of that, but... Uh, didn't you ask her? What did you do, Greg, when you saw that you came upon this site... And I guess what was going on was oral sex. I mean, is, is that what you're getting at? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. absolutely. What, did you, what did you do? Well, 
uh, with a screaming match right there on the street. Uh, did you did you did you immediately say, "Hey, you stop that"? Did you? No, get, no. What, actually, actually, uh, when I saw what was going on, I said, uh, "You know, hey, what what's going on here?" And uh, they uh, they were kind of laughing and in kind of embarrassment. Were they laughing at you? They were kind of giggling at each other, that kind of thing. Okay, now. Um, I, I take it when you, as soon as you open the door to the van, they knew there was something wrong. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, right. Now, what were you going to the van for? Now, what what made you think they were in the van? Well, I looked every place else for. Her. I couldn't oh. find her, so I assumed she'd be out in the parking lot in the van. So I went out to the car and to the van. Sure enough, and I found her. Now, okay, so they started laughing at you, or I'm sorry, laughing at each other, or you know, laughing with each other. All right, all right. And then what happened? Well, it was kind of like a scream match. I was a little upset. It was uh, kind of like mixed emotions. I wasn't sure how to re- handle this whole thing. And, you know, I can't believe what's going on here. What are you doing? What are you all about? And uh, Did you have any inkling that uh, your ex-ex-girlfriend uh, was bisexual? This oh, evening? absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. I mean, I, I haven't even spoke to her in a while. I ran into her a few weeks ago. And uh, one thing led to another. We decided to go out on Valentine's Day, and I had no idea what she's been doing the last three years. What, uh, now this now. is the, the most recent Valentine's Day. This is when this happened. Well, yeah, yeah, just passed. The one that just passed Monday. Just passed Monday. Okay. Now, what, what's the aftermath of this story? Well, uh, after the whole thing was over, and uh, I took her home, and I uh, kind of I just said goodbye. I didn't say I was going to call her or anything. Uh, after a few days had gone by, I started thinking about it, and uh, and. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of hesitant to call her, but I'd like to call her again. And, uh, you know, maybe have not call her friend, too. I don't know. Really? At first, I was kind of upset at the whole thing, but now I think about it for a couple of days. It's, it turning, kinda, it's, it tur- it's, turning, it it's turning you on. All right. Yeah. I've had enough of this conversation, Greg. Thanks for calling and adding that to our program, though. Okay. Bye. Men have this fantasy uh, about women having sex with each other, and they think that it... I don't know. I don't know what they, what they think, but the, the popular mythology is that it's a turn-on. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, Dave Emery. From the San Diego Zoo. Hello, welcome to the air. What are you collecting, uh, Valentine nightmare stories? Uh, Also, we're asking people, uh, what's your least favorite question of all time? My least favorite question. That's a tough one, right? Uh, What's your sign? What's your sign? Bad question. Very bad question. I don't know if it's my least or. How about would you? How about would you mind getting out of the car, please, sir? Oh, that's a good one. So, yeah, I was out on Valentine's. How Day. about would you place your hands on the trunk and spread your feet? I've never had that one. I know, that's. I'm very well behaved. Do you have anything in the vehicle that I should know about? I can think of so many bad questions, all pertaining to being pulled over. You get you get pulled over a lot. I I used to I get used to pull I, I used to get pulled over on the average of once or twice a week. I used to, I think it was because of my car. Too. No, it was because I was traveling early in the in, in the morning. I used to work at a job where I'd be coming home between midnight and two o'clock in the morning. And they're bored. And uh, that's the time when there's no one on the road except the cops and the criminals. Huh. So I would be pulled over because I had a non-working blinker. I never did get that blinker fixed, hmm. but you know you read all these stories in the papers about the uh, the biggest drug bust in. New Jersey his, history happening because of a non-working blinker. You know, the trooper says something, and well, his blinker wasn't working, so we pulled him over and found all these drugs in his trunk. So, I mean, on a regular basis, I would get pulled over. I mean, it used to happen once or twice a week. What kind of car? A 74 Nova. No. I had a 78 Nova, blue one. I hate them. Let's not talk about them. Okay. What was the earlier thing you wanted to say? So, 
last year on Valentine's Day, this girl I was going out with, I took her out and um, dinner in New York, drinks, movies, walking around the village, and then uh, I brought her back to Jersey, and she said, oh, I don't think I can see you anymore. She said, I don't think I could see you anymore? Was this your first date with her? No. no. Oh, 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 okay. I've been dating her for, God, I don't know, maybe over a year. You've been dating this woman for a year, and she dropped you on Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day. Ooh. And she was crying. It was like she was crying, and I was going, don't cry. I was feeling bad about it. I was like, oh. oh that's a favorite thing that they like to do. Man. Women like to make you feel terrible. They start crying and saying all kinds of things. And meanwhile, the, your response to her should be, hey, wait a minute. I'm the one that should be crying here. I'm the one getting dumped. What are you crying about? I had a you know, delayed reaction. It you know, took like a couple of days for it to like, really hit me and stuff. Because you know, guys are like... Oh. I've had that pulled on me. I've had that whole, uh, gee, I feel really terrible about this. You don't know how bad I feel. And you know, really what you should say is not as bad as I feel, believe me. Yeah, my, I'm, my, the, I'm the one getting rejected here. My question, I guess, that I'll, I'll put out to the women in the audience that either have done this or, I mean, why didn't she say something before we went to dinner? Oh, she wanted to eat. Uh, yeah. I think that's simple enough. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that, too, but it was like, you know, I, was, I had been looking forward to a romantic evening and, you know, the whole thing, but it was, yeah. you know, now it's like, I can't think about Valentine's Day without, think, you know, without, like, tremendous anger. <laughs> she made it memorable anyway. Oh, yeah, it's, it's completely ruined. Valentine's Day is completely ruined. You know, I'll never forget that Valentine's Day when I get dumped. That's going to be you in your old age. Really? It was, uh, I don't know. I think it's a, you know, I think it's a hallmark, uh, what do you call it, um, a Hallmark card, yes, it a, is. A plot, you know, by Hallmark to sell more cards. Well, thanks for calling. All right. A lot of bitterness there. A lot of bitterness. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah. Hello, welcome to the air. Yes, I have a story. Okay. All right. Should I tell you, or? No, tell the guy that follows my program who plays music. <laughs> okay. Um, my story is um, I was engaged with this guy. I even lived in a with him. You, you, what did you, live in a window with him? What did you say? I got engaged to this guy and, and I moved in with him. Oh, you moved into him. You moved in with him. <laughs> yeah. And on Valentine's Day, um, I planned this really special dinner. And unfortunately, I came around to pick him up and I found him in bed. With, with another woman. Another man. with a guy. With a man. Yes, so I was... I was so shocked. You were shocked. And let me ask you, now, uh, had you been talking to Greg at all? Because he's had the opposite experience of yours. Yeah, I know. I just heard him. Now, was there any inkling on your part that uh, your boyfriend was sleeping with men or had slept with men? I was clueless. Really? Were you, uh, what did you do when you walked in the door? What was the situation like? Describe well, it to me. I went ballistic. I just started hitting him. Was he, <laughs> was he naked? I mean, was he trying to get out of bed? Was he, Were they in the middle of colitis? What was happening? You should hear what I did for revenge. What did you... Oh, jeez. I, I, I do want to hear this. <laughs> what I did was... You I poor... Can I just say something first? You poor girl. You, you just... This happened on Valentine's Day? Yes, it did. I'm 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 just very I'm just trying trying to take this all in. Did you know crushed. Did you know the man he was sleeping with? No. No. And how long ago was this? This was about a year ago. A year. Okay. Last Valentine's Day. 
Right. And it still shocks me. Really? So, um, what was the what was the immediate after effect? What did you do? You you got angry, you went ballistic as you say. And then I got really vindictive. And what'd you do? I seduced him one last time and to this day this man will never have children. Now tell us why. <laughs> it's gone right over my head. Did you damage him somehow? What, uh, what? Yes, I did. You did. How? What did you do? Well, I seduced him one last time, chained to the bed, and took a little cheese grater out of my purse. Uh-huh. And then I put Ben Gay on him, and he's probably still limping. Now, are you making this up? I no, mean, I'm not. Is this a true story? It's a true story. You would swear on your dead mother's grave? My mom's not dead. Well, she will be if I find out the story isn't true. <laughs> it's true. Okay. So you, you did, you're not making this up. You took a cheese grater and been gay, and you did something to this man that would affect his ability to have sex. Yes. Wow. Hell hath no fury like, like a, a woman, woman scorned. scorned. Now, what what did he do after he discovered what you had what you had done to him? He was chained to the bed. I mean, <clears throat> mm-hmm. was he and he couldn't get free, and you just left? Yep, You're left very, him there, and then I went back <sighs> home. Wow. And and how did he get uh, how, how did he get free? Do you have any idea? Do you care? No, I don't. Oh, I don't yeah. care at all. Wow. Well, that's a lovely Valentine's Day story. Thanks for Isn't that it? Valentine's Day story. I hope they've been better since then. Yeah. I hope this year's was better. They have. Okay, I have to go lie down. Thanks for calling. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bye. Bye. No, it's. I, I don't think you should be sorry. Hello, welcome to the air. Yep. Uh, hello, welcome to the air. Hi. I, I know what question you hate the most. Okay. Okay, you ready? Uh, yes. Are you Chris T. from the Nihilistics? Yeah, I really do hate that question. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that? Because I know. <laughs> Is this is this Jim? No. I'm trying to guess who who you might be. Uh, your You'll voice. Never has, guess who this is. Your voice is very familiar. Say something. Say I went to town to get a bucket of water. I went to town to get a bucket of water. Hmm. I think I know who you are. Are you? A, are you a musician your, yourself, your own self? Yes. Okay. Do you play guitar? Yes. You, yes, you do. Um. Are, and you're from New Jersey? Yes. Okay. And your name is not Jim. That's correct. But your voice is oh so familiar. Who are you? I am Joe. Joe. Okay. <laughs> you know, I was going to say Joe. That was the next guest I was going to make. Next, next guest. Thanks yeah. for calling, Joe. Okay. And dredging up deep, personal, private things. Hello, welcome to the air. Okay, it's become a test of will. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, how are you? Okay. All right, pretty good. I can't, I'm not in the mood for that this evening either. Hello, welcome to the air. <laughs> hey, Chris, uh, what, what, did, what caused uh, that woman to do that to that guy? I, I didn't catch the beginning of the story. <laughs> oh, now you're, now you're really intrigued, right? I mean, yes. okay, she uh, was preparing a Valentine's Day dinner for her uh, fiancé, yeah. and she went by his house to pick him up and found him in bed with another man. Or so, or so she claims. So, you know. Oh, and, so. and and if did you hear Greg's story earlier? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, what did what did you want to add to this? Are you going to say you found your 
Oh, well, Greg, Beyonce. Greg, they both seem to be uh, lacking. Something is going on where they're uh, people that they uh, obviously think they're real down with aren't too down with them. Uh, but uh, I just got a message for that jerk who always calls up from, you know. Yeah, but... I wish he would just stop calling. He's such a dick. And I'd be willing to punch him out for you, Chris, just so I don't got to hear him call. Hell, back. I'd be willing to pay him. I'd be willing to give him like 10 bucks a week just to, to, to not call this station at all. Wouldn't it be worth ten dollars to well, you a week to do nothing? Guys, didn't they used to? They don't air them anymore on, on the station, right? At late at night. Uh, no, I I don't know if we do or not. I was never a fan. I'm sorry for all you yeah. people who like Church of the Subgenius. I was never a fan of it. It it goes. Uh, it just doesn't. It doesn't go anywhere for me. Yeah. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, what's that? Uh, Mick from Rhode Island. <laughs> Mick needs an agent. Mick needs an agent. <laughs> okay, well, we'll try to put you together with him. You could be like the Broadway Danny Rose over here. Someone said to me the other day, that's what I should be doing. They said, you should be a talent manager. I was like, okay, well, that's a great suggestion. First, you got to find some talent. First, you got to find talent. You're absolutely right. Well, thanks for calling. Have a good weekend. Uh, adding to our program. Uh, hello, welcome to the air. Okay, see, I, I just know that was him. I'm sorry. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi. I knew that was him. That was it. no. That's hello. Welcome to the air. Hi. Yes. I'm not anybody. All right. Okay. Yes. Um. Uh. Before when that that guy was saying you know his girlfriend broke up with him on uh, Valentine's Day and, and she had the dinner first, you know why is that 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 women will wait till like the last possible moment like well, to blow I think, you off? You I know? think it, it's the last possible moment because it's the last thing they say to you. When you say last possible moment. When, what would you suggest? There is no decent way to break up with somebody. There's no way known to man that you're going to break up with right. somebody and you're going to make it fun yeah. or you're going to make it uh, uncomfortable. Uh, it's a very terrible, uncomfortable thing to have to do. I've had to do it. I've had it done to me, like I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not good being on either side of that equation. It sucks. Yeah, that's true. But it seems, I mean, from a personal angle, it's always like after something, you know, really ongoing situation, you know? Like, for, for example, I lived with a woman for five years almost. We lived together. And we moved to this great little spot in the country. We're having a really great time. And one day, I don't know how we got on the subject of kids and stuff, and I said, gee, you know, I think maybe someday, you know, I would not I, I would enjoy raising a family perhaps, you know, not a huge family. You know, I thought there were some merits behind that. And I, would, I didn't even say, you know, us, like we should have kids. And she just turns to me and says, oh, I could never marry you. Really? And, yeah. And okay. I'm like, well, what have we been doing, slumming for the past five years? You know, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, she was uh, she was staying with you until something better came along. Yeah, is basically it. Yeah, oh, that did my self esteem wonders. Let me yeah. tell you. Well, you know, it's a good women, resume, women are highly selective. They're much more selective than men. They've been bred that way and trained that way, yeah. and brought up that way. And uh, believe me, I mean, you just didn't meet some specific criteria. You know, it's like let's say you were shopping for a house. Okay. And you had all these things on a list, 
and this house that you found had everything. It had French doors. It had bay windows. No French it had, doors. I'm surprised you said I'm, French I don't doors. care about your list. I'm talking about mine. Oh, okay. Would you please? Okay. And this is even my stuff. I'm just talking off the top of my head, okay. which is what this show is, you know? Okay. Um, okay, bay windows, French doors. It had uh, parquet floors. It had a, a you know, two-car garage. It had uh, fireplaces everywhere. It was just like... and. There was one thing that you know that your you know your kitchen was lacking. Your kitchen didn't have a spray attachment on the sink. Now, you know that that was you. You didn't have a spray attachment on your sink. Damn. You didn't meet the criteria. Yeah. So okay. So some people are not willing to compromise. Me, I would have said, hey, we'll get a new sink put in. Otherwise, the house is okay. Mm-hmm. I can deal with everything. I'll put it in a new sink. What's it going to cost me? You know. Peanuts. Exactly. So she traded you in on a model that already came with the spray attachment. And I'm, I'm sorry, it's painful. It really is terrible. Oh, this was years ago. I mean, I'm totally You're over, over it, it now, just, right? It's just, it's one of them things. It's you a know? trip it's to just, the moon on Gossamer Wings. Yeah, it's just one of them things. It's like, it's like why do they always wait till like 3 in the morning, you know, <laughs> to bring up, they, they, you get that elbow in the ribs, and it's like, honey, are you happy? Honey, yeah, are you happy, or, or why do you close your eyes all the time when we make love, or, I can't or stand, you know. I can't stand the sight of you. <laughs> you know, or if, if, uh, if I died, um, you know, would you date my sister, or, you Well, know. there's, you know, have you seen that movie Alive? The movie about the uh, people that crash, you know, and they eat each other. Oh, the... the alive. That movie Alive. Yeah, it was a book, right? Well, it was a book. Yeah. It was an actual experience in at like one time. In like the 70s or something. It actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's this line in the movie, which is just... I've always wanted to send this in the Phantom of the Movies, you know, in the Daily News. Right. Where the one guy says, and he says it quite seriously, he says, listen, if I... I just want you guys to know, if I die, I want you to eat me. So, I mean... That I think that you uh, next time this situation arises in your life, you should say that yeah. to the woman in your life. Just say, "Look, I want you to know that if I die, I want you to eat. I me. want you to eat me." My father used to always say to my mother that when he died, he wanted to be put in a lucite cube like a bug in a paperweight, and he wanted her to use him for like a coffee table. Well, there you go. Yeah. Great suggestion. Yeah. Great suggestion. All right. Well, thanks for calling right. and sharing with us your your experiences. Valent- I hope this Valentine's Day was halfway decent for you, though. Um, actually, we were both working a lot, and it just came down to, like, she got me a little box of candy, and then I got her a card, and that was it. Well, that's all you could hope for. Thanks I mean, for that, that's what it comes down to. You shouldn't go nuts, I don't think. It's not one of no. the holidays to go nuts on. Yeah. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye. Bye. Nice little romantic dinner. Hello. Welcome to the air. Hi. Hello. Yeah. I have a spray attachment on my sink. Um, is this, is this... This is Jim. Is this Jim Ryan? Yeah. Jim? Ladies and gentlemen, on our phone lines now, cartoonist and raconteur, Jim Ryan of Hoboken. Yeah. Welcome to the air, Jim. Hi, Chris. How are you? Do you want least favorite questions? Yes. Do you know what mine are? How tall are you? Yes. That is, I, you know, being with Jim Ryan is an experience sometimes when people ask him that question. And I have actually saved people from disaster. I have been with Jim Ryan when people have, I see the look in their eye and I see that they want to ask him that question. And I stop them and I say, don't ask. I just pull them aside and say, just don't ask, okay? And people look very disappointed. They really want to know. And then I make up some figure that's ridiculous. I say, he's nine foot two. Mm-hmm. And that seems and to satisfy them. Yes, they will. They will believe it. They'll believe it. Yeah. So, I mean, um, you've probably been asked that question more times in your life than any other. 
Mm-hmm. Is that true? That, how's the weather up there? Which yeah. Which always, always get the big laugh. And, um... I think you should just start spraying mace on people. Oh. Like what happened to me a few weeks back. I oh, just, you know, after a while, everything gets old. Everything gets old, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. But, um... But I think that this is your own particular test in life, Jim. Like, we all have our tests, and... It's your own particular, you know. Yeah, some people, some people get a hangnail, and others fall in an open sewer and die. And other people are constantly harassed by idiots yeah. asking them stupid questions. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, that's my that's my least favorite question. And do you have a Valentine's Day? Uh, Valentine's too? Day was a was a wash. Was a wash. It okay. Was, uh, watching watching a short term thing come to an end. It was really awful. Well, we'll have to discuss that, Jim. Yeah. Um. But um. Let's see what else. Oh, can I can I plug? Can you plug plug away plug freely? Yeah, I'm having an exhibition. Oh, that's right. Jim Ryan is having an exhibition tomorrow evening. Yeah, in tomorrow Hoboken. evening it's going on till till March 11th. And it's an opening tomorrow night. What, yeah. What time is the opening? It's it's around 7:30. Okay. And where um, is it? It's um, it's at a dentist's office in Hoboken, New Jersey. And yeah. it's, this is my it's it proves to be the finest finest. Uh, exhibit of cartoons ever staged at a dentist's office in Hoboken, New Jersey. And what's it called? It's called More Fun Than Root Canal. Okay, and where is the location for this? It's uh, 232 Bloomfield Street in Hoboken, and it runs through March 11th. 232 Bloomfield Street in Hoboken runs through March 11th. Mm -hmm. Jim Ryan's uh, More Fun Than Root Canal, an exhibition of original Jim Ryan drawings now uh these are art this is cartoons and things you did for guy stuff and for right and guitar and world guitar and, world and, and the village voice and sassy right and are any of these items going to be for sale jim or oh yeah if someone comes up and says you know i'll give you 500 bucks for that sassy cartoon you'd say okay well cash only please thank yes, you yes yes i, I will right. jim will be the guy with the money changer on his belt yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the cash box. Right. It will include the lo the low life scum will be up there. The low life scum and what are you asking for that boy? That's oh, oh, if you have you're... to ask. You can't afford it. Yes. Well, thanks Jim. Thanks for calling and plugging on our program and I guess uh, you know, I'll be there and uh, hopefully there'll be wine and cheese. Um, yes and okay. yes. Thank there you. Will be. Thanks for calling, Jim. Okay, bye. And all the free lollipops you want. It is a dentist's office after all. Hello, welcome to the air. Ah, uh, Chris. Yes. This is listener Roy. Hi, Roy. And uh, on Valentine's Day, I got fired from my job. Really? Yes. A little love you note from the boss. Uh, no, actually, he didn't even really tell me. He just he told me, uh, well, don't bother coming in this this current week because uh, I got a trainee working for you. But I asked my other fellow employees, and they all thought I was fired. Really? And is, is, did it turn out that you were actually fired? Uh, I'm actually fired, and actually I, I'm fired because I uh, told my boss, well. You know, last Friday, like yourself, you were snowed in on Friday. Uh -huh. I told my boss, you know, I don't really want to drive in this weather. So he told me to go home, and that's how I got fired. He told you, I mean, wait a minute, you were already at work? Yeah, I, I was, uh, you know, waiting for my first delivery. Oh, what do you do? I deliver pizza. Deliver pizza? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, you know, Sean just gave up a job delivering pizza. He, he gave it up? Yeah, he, he, he went to school. Ah. Or something. Oh, I don't he's know. probably better off for it. At least his car is anyway. How old are you? 21. Roy, and you're delivering pizza now. Is that a, a good way to make money, or is it a bad way? I that's, mean, a, that's a great way to make money. And where, where are you located? What area of the state are you located in? West Caldwell, New Jersey. I wouldn't know anything about that West Caldwell, well, New Jersey. Well, uh, James, uh, 
Well, Grover Cleveland, the uh, one of our presidents, was born in Caldwell, New Jersey, right next to West Caldwell. Um. Okay. Well, if we hear of anything, any openings, I guess uh, we'll we'll you'll be able to hear about it on this program. Well, wonderful. Okay. Great. Thanks for Thank calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Roy from West Caldwell is looking for a job delivering pizza in and around the West Caldwell area. Hello, welcome to the air. Yes, I was just asked my uh, least. Oh, I can't. I can't deal with that today. Hello, welcome to the air. Testing. Testing. The phone number here is 201-678-7743. We have enough time for a few more calls, but I wanted to ask a question of my audience and Perhaps you know what this means. I had I had a put to me today. I had an inquiry today uh, from someone who was reading personal ads and wanted to know what the abbreviation OTK stands for. Now, if it's something that isn't, uh, I mean, if it's something we could discuss on the radio, I would like you to call me and tell me. I've never heard that abbreviation, OTK. I was wondering what it means. Hello, welcome to the air. B-O-B. The uh, phone number here is 201-678-7743. You're listening to Aerial View on WFMU, Uppsala College, East Orange. And following this program at 7 p.m. Uh, is Brendan filling in for Bill Berger. Hello, welcome to the air. I'm the only one to call. Hello, welcome to the air. Oh, uh, yeah, that would be overly tight knickers. OTK, overly tight knickers, you're right. Okay, thanks. Sure. OTK? OTK. Open the kids? Open the kids. Yeah, I okay. like it. I like that. Okay. OTK. I haven't got the foggiest notion. No, that's too long for OTK. So, I'm the guy that called before about the girl who broke up with me on Valentine's Day. Okay. You know, I was listening and I heard that other woman call. And you'd like to get together with her. Is that possible? Sure. Keep listening. I'm listening. Okay. Hello, welcome to the air. Alright, we have a couple of minutes left here on this program and then uh, we're out of here and we'll be back next week with our pre-marathon tune-up program. That's right, the marathon is beginning very shortly. Um, it's beginning on Monday, February 28th. And, uh, boy, I bet you weren't prepared for that one, were you? Neither am I, but that's okay. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello, welcome to the air. Hello, welcome to the air. Hi, other than uh, outside the kitchen, outside, out, out in the kennel. OTK. Um. Hello, welcome to the air. Oh, hi. Hi, Chris. Uh, I've, uh, this time of year always reminds me of a... Something that happened to me and a girlfriend of mine about eight years ago. Um, it was like on New Year's Eve, um, we had sex for the first time, and she got pregnant. And so, as it turned out, according to the schedule and how things turned out, she had to get an abortion. The only okay, choice. I don't want to hear the rest of the story. Hello, welcome to the air. Yeah, I got a name for a band. Do you want to hear it? Sure. Um, the Abraham Sandwich Lincoln Continental Driftwood Alcohol Experience. Oh, that's re- that's pretty good, actually, but it won't fit on a marquee, so how would it be abbreviated? Um, well, I got another name for a band. Okay. Joan Jetlag and the Vapor Trails. Well, Joan Jet might have a problem with that, though. Mm. Well, she's good, but, you know. 
I don't know. I got nothing better to do but to pick up these stupid things. Well, I we're gonna do a whole program dedicated to naming your band. Okay. So that's coming up on Aerial View. Okay. I don't know if it's gonna be the next one, but I'm sitting on a whole treasure trove of band names, and I want to share them with you. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I want to share that with you. Hello. Welcome to the air. Dean. No. No. Last call of the evening. Last call. Last call. Mongoloid, he was a mongoloid. That's the other new enemy.